Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30-plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about creation, sustenance, and destruction, or what it means to create, sustain, and destroy. And these three principles we all have personal experience with. We're all born, and we live, and we will die. And that's our kind of human meta experience of what the Hindus call the trimurti, the three forms. But we all experience them on a minutia level as well. Every day the sun rises or is created. It passes across the sky, giving us daylight, and then it sets, and the light is destroyed by night. Almost every action or experience we engage in could be seen from this perspective. A meal begins, it nourishes us, and then it ends. Now, we might not think about taking a shower, cleaning the house, going to work, or reading a book as acts of creation, sustenance, and destruction, but it's something interesting to experiment with. I have two teenagers right now, and soon we will come to the end of their time as dependent children. And there have been many cycles already in their life. Infancy, toddlerhood, early or middle childhood were each pretty clear stages. And although they flow naturally into the next stage, they're pretty clearly defined. The baby was born, the muscles get stronger, she learns how to crawl and stand. And when she begins to walk, a toddler is born. The toddler gathers language, social skills, a sense of their own identity, and the toddlerhood dissolves. And the children go off to kindergarten, and a student is born. And middle childhood sustains itself until puberty hits, and an adolescent is created. And these developmental cycles continue through our life. Now, certainly now you know more than one person who's gotten stuck in adolescence, <laughs> at least emotionally, psychologically, or socially. And that's instructive too, because to fully subject ourselves to these three forms of birth, sustenance, and death, they will change us. And they're supposed to. It's one of the agents of evolution. And our culture has a very poor and immature relationship with death because we think of it as an ending. But if we pay any attention at all to the trimurti of creation, sustenance, and destruction, it is an endless, ever-flowing, evolving cycle. That death is necessary for rebirth, and the next stage of creation stands upon the destruction of what came before. And if you want to hear more about my perspective on death, you can check out episode 23, Life is Fatal. And I have come to develop the opinion that pretty much all human suffering could be understood as resistance to this cycle of the three forms. And knowing where our energy is being called at any given time, where we are in the birth, life, death cycle, and being able to align ourselves with it, can be really helpful and affirming and growing in the wisdom and maturity to be able to live deeply with the impermanence of all things is a continuing practice. I know it is for me. 
Buddha said that the source of suffering was attachment and aversion. And both attachment, holding on to things, digging my claws into things, wanting them to be permanent, or avoiding the discomfort of whatever the next stage of the cycle is that I'm being called into, are certainly issues that we all have. I got divorced a few years ago, dissolved a 20-year relationship. And although many might see that as a failure, because we have some cultural belief that equates success with longevity, that I don't agree with anymore, that marriage was tremendously successful for me. And we have had a surprisingly peaceful and happy divorce. And each stage of that relationship called both of us to grow. When the relationship was born or created, we were each in our 30s and had some work to do to move out of the selfishness of living as single people for most of our life. Decided to create a family. And the upkeep of that family life took a lot of work. Fears to be faced, new skills to be gathered, struggles to be had that made us stronger. And then the marriage began to die or dissolve. And we did a lot of work to maintain and sustain it until it was clear to both of us that it needed to die in the form that it was. And accepting that has allowed us each to move on. And a new relationship is now created between us of co-parenting. A friend of mine's parents just had their 64th wedding anniversary. And everyone congratulated them. They had a big party. Hundreds of people came. Tremendous success, right? She came to me the day after and she said, you know, they fucking hate each other. They fought before the party. They didn't sit together during it, except for pictures. And they went home not speaking to each other. Now, I'm not saying everybody should run out and get divorced. <laughs> and I certainly understand the value of commitment and marriage, particularly for children, and perhaps in old age as well. Have to see how I feel when I'm 86. But knowing where we are in the tri-murti cycle can really provide a lot of guidance and instruction about where we might best put our attention, energy, and actions. I have a good friend who's a union electrician, and he was telling me recently about one of his friends who just retired. And he worked and worked really hard, a lot of overtime hours to save up for his retirement. And he had a brain aneurysm and dropped dead three months after his retirement dinner. They never got to do the cross-country Winnebago trip they had planned for decades. Now, obviously, that was unexpected, but I think it's wise to always keep our eye on the three forms and to have our own internal balance of goals and values that we're working with and to balance that with our own intuition and emotional body-felt experience. I wanted to stay married, quote-unquote, forever, but I began to get depressed, pretty seriously depressed. And my health began to fail. And I began to tell myself stories like, oh, I've already lived my life. And now I'm just here to pass it on and serve everyone else. I was 54. My parents both died at 72. And I would think, oh, well, I only have 18 years left. I can slog it out. And I was resisting the death and dissolution because I forgot there's always rebirth on the other side. And I was modeling for my children what was modeled for me by my mother and what was modeled for her by her mother and probably back on ad infinitum. <laughs> the joy, happiness, and fulfillment are secondary to doing the right thing. Whatever we believe the right thing is. And that's often an externally imposed idea. 
and it was actually quite terrifying to get divorced. I wondered if I was just being tremendously selfish, saving myself at the expense of others. But I saw my ex-husband this week. He looks fabulous and he is happy. And he wasn't happy the last five years we were together. And my children are good. Of course, no one gets out of childhood unscathed, so they'll probably end up in therapy for having me as a mother one way or another. But that's their own path too. And there has been tremendous, completely unexpected rebirth for me on the other side. I'm starting a whole new career. I'm lifting heavy at the gym. I love it. My health is awesome. My creativity is through the roof. And I expect the next 20 to 30 years to be the most productive of my life. And I'm aiming for 92 or 102 because I don't think I'm going to die at 72 like both my parents. But even if I do, I'm going down in flames. And part of the reason we might be afraid of the ending of things is because on an unconscious level, we're afraid of the new birth. Because birth and creation bring us to something new, which requires us to grow and to be different. And that's challenging. But it's also tremendously rewarding and resisting it is excruciating. We can trust this natural flow, the world without end cycle. And in Hinduism, these three forms are represented by the gods Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Brahma, the creator, Vishnu, the sustainer, and Shiva, the destroyer. And there are different sects of Hinduism that worship each one of them separately. Some believe Brahma and the creation is the most powerful. Others, Vishnu, the sustainer, and the Shaivas, the followers of Shiva, believe that he is the supreme being. And one of the things I love about Hinduism is that each of these gods has a wife. Brahma is married to Saraswati, Vishnu to Lakshmi, and Shiva to Parvati. And each of these aspects of the divine feminine holds a particular iteration of Shakti, the divine feminine energy that also permeates all things. I find it very helpful to look deeply at what I'm good at and where I'm challenged and encourage the same in my clients, students, and mentees. Are you afraid of the unknown and the call to grow that comes with the birth or creation of new things? Are you averse to commitment? Do you compulsively seek novelty and have trouble sticking with or staying with things? Do you cling to things beyond their time and fear death, resist natural endings, forgetting that new birth always lives on the other side? So I encourage you to consider your personal relationship with the three forms, the trimurti of birth, sustenance, and death, and where you're at in that cycle in different areas of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, sexually, professionally, materially, and creatively. It's a big list. Do with it what you will. I just got a notice from the California Board of Psychology telling me I can't use that term, even though I spell it in my own funky way, because I'm not a licensed psychologist. I have certainly never intended to deceive anyone, and I clearly call myself a therapist and shamanic healer, but there's a big fat fine attached to that letter. <laughs> so I got to go to a hearing and talk to them about it, but I may need to change the name of the podcast. I'll keep you posted see where I'm at in my own trimurti cycle, and I continue the process of trying to accurately describe this work. 
If you have any creative name ideas, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear them. Info at ReneeMcKenna.com. Feel free to reach out if you'd like to find out how spiritual psychology might benefit you in your life or learn more about my mentorship program. And you can check me out on Instagram. I'm posting new art every day at spiritual underscore psychology, spelt like the podcast. If you have a few minutes to post a positive review, I'd super appreciate it. And click the link in the show notes if you'd like to get a free download of chapter one of my book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing. And the accompanying workbook is available on Amazon. The guided audio is free on my website, reneemckenna.com. High five as always to my supporters on Patreon and blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.